podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thank you to our sponsors, the Wall Street Memes Casino, with over 5,000 custom games to choose from. Enjoy live dealers and in-play sports betting, from football to esports. Get a 200% sign-up bonus on your initial deposit up to $25,000. Use code IFLTV24. Deposit now by visiting Wall Street Memes Casino today. 18 plus only. Please gamble responsibly. Vote for IFL in this year's Sports Podcast Awards. Go to www.sportspodcastgroup.com and vote for us in Best Combat Sports Podcast and the Diverse Voices Awards categories. IFL Pod, available across all major streaming platforms now. This is Colin McGuigan for IFL TV, delighted to be joined by Sonny Edwards in Belfast, Ireland. Sonny, first of all, what has he in Belfast this week? Giorgio Fizioli? You mean Belfast, Great Britain? Well, it's a, yeah, you can say that, you can say both. That, that's a dodgy way to start, you know. That is a controversial one, isn't it? That is a controversial I had no parts in the deciding of who's who, you know what I mean? Belfast, United Kingdom, Belfast, Ireland, same thing, whatever. Yeah, the Republic of Ireland. Here for Giorgio Vizioli. Obviously had a, an explosive knockout on his debut in Dublin. Just talk to me about what you've seen in Giorgio and, and what you expect from Giorgio going forward. I see a lot of myself, except someone that can punch. So what everyone's been telling me I've been missing out on, I think you know, Giorgio's you know, completed it. I think he showed that to himself and to everyone else in his last fight. Um, and he's a tremendously talented fighter genuinely quite heavy handed when he lands and he doesn't force it and he doesn't rush it and he's patient and he's a very good fighter a very 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 good skilled way above his years he's only been fighting for five years he's only been sorry that's a lie he's only been boxing for five years um, oh, one sec hello when you say he's heavy handed when I spoke to him in the immediate aftermath of his, his KO win on his debut, he spoke to me about how different it was in the programme from the amateur and he didn't know he could punch. Fast, or rewind back to your debut, whenever you made your debut. What was the, the feelings that you had when you got into the ring? Was it like it was a completely different sport? Um, a little bit, a little bit. And I was actually talking about who, with Giorgio, who I had my debut to, and his record was terrible. It was like 10 wins, 70 losses or something. But he lost at like featherweight, like Derry Matthews had beaten. You know what I mean? Like, um, and he was a 38-year-old small Estonian or something. And he was probably one of my hardest fights for the next five or six. And it showed me that one records can be very deceiving, and looks can be very deceiving. He was genuinely quite tough. But you got to remember with, you know, when you turn pro at age 20, didn't maybe have the most experience around the world dealing with like men in the ring. That's probably one of the biggest differences that you're used to fighting youths and juniors once you come up from that. And if you turn over before you've really had the time to adjust and to feel what it is like being in with fully developed men at your weight, um, you're playing a bit of catch-up and mentally more than anything because the physical difference might be percentages, but it's the reactions. And I think he did everything he needed to do in his debut. Um, OK, there weren't much of the fight, but the first 50 seconds, I think he put every step right, put his hands in the right place, touched the target, made the, the 
target look hard to hit for himself, um, for his opponent on himself. And the moment he came out of his cage, the moment his opponent stepped over the line, went into no man's land, the fight was over. And that's what makes him such a good fighter and such a dangerous fighter is he can stand right in front of someone and react right when they try and hit him first. And he'll punish them as well. Um, tremendous fighter, like a fighter. I, I, I'm really excited to sort of be, you'll be behind and really be pushing forward because really nice kid as well. Um, great talent, hard working. Um, yeah, that really deserves what he's getting. I look forward to speaking to him this week again. And I think it would be wrong with me to do this interview with you without speaking about the BAM fight, without speaking about how you're, you've been mentally since then. Because a lot of fighters sometimes, I find, kind of shy away from it. You're the opposite. You came out straight away with these tweets. You've not laughed at yourself, but you've had it a, a joke kind of with yourself to say, look, I was beaten by the better man. But when it's all been said and done, Sonny, and you've kind of sat down and, and realised, you know, this was a defeat on your record, does it hurt more than what you thought? Or, or did you ever envisage it feeling the way you feel now? Well, first of all, self-depreciating jokes are the funniest. First of all. Um, obviously, as soon as I put my phone down, I was going back to crying, you know what I mean? And, um, but you know what? I think people expected me to disappear, not believe in myself, not like boxing no more. I don't know, I don't know what they expected or how fighters normally react. I spent my whole life in search of challenges and I will continue to. What I think I do in my life, boxing, is up there with the hardest endeavours you could choose to put your life through. I've spent 19 years training from a kid, training six, seven days a week, one, two, three times a day, doing two, three-hour training sessions, getting back to a local area of where I lived and then running half an hour home all on the same day after sparring like 12 rounds against all that. I have given so much to this and I'm so grateful for the position I'm in. As well as being a flyweight, um, there was always this maybe underlying sense that no matter what I do, it will never really get to what fighting looks, boxing looks like for the other weights. And... Alvarado when I fought Alvarado I felt a sense of it as the home fighter in my hometown um, but against Bam I really felt the big event that everyone cared about it's up to me to get in the win, uh, the ring and win and if I don't then it's back to the drawing board I'm addicted to fighting I hear some people saying oh it's a bit sad that Sonny says all he's got is fighting but it's true imagine starting something at 9 years old and pretty much doing it every single week of your life until you're 28 and for the last eight years, my whole adult life, pretty much, I've been a professional boxer. Before that, I was on Team GB, fighting for Team England. Before that, I was national champion. Before that, I was national final. Like, as a kid, like, it's all I've ever done. So I will still approach boxing the same way. I care about being involved in events that people care about. I'm narcissistic, probably, and arrogant and deluded enough where even after coming out of the ring and not being the champ champion anymore and losing the fight. I have my own thoughts of how I feel the fight could have went, maybe if something was slightly different, but that's not the reality. So I will keep going forward, I'll keep preparing, I'll keep training, I'll keep taking the fights and promoting and building the fights and being involved in boxing. Because like I said before, I ain't got nothing else. I ain't got nothing else I enjoy. I've got nothing else that I add value to. 
like I do the world of boxing. So I will be here probably until I'm 78, 80 and pop my cork and kill over. You know what I mean? It, I don't know or don't see at what other point I'm going to do anything else. I mean, I was in America on that time zone on the Saturday after two weeks of being there. Got my head punched in. Flew back for one day to see my kids and then carried on my journey to the other side of the world to go to the Saudi Arabia card when my face is all bust up to make sure that I'm there supporting my best friend, Lyndon. So for me, boxing is all, all I've known and will probably all I ever do. So, yeah, win, lose or draw. I only care about the next time people mention me or the next time a poster gets popped up and it's someone Edwards or Edwards someone that people care. And that's my response. That's my job. And... I might have to sell fights a little bit more to make people care a little bit more. I might have to talk a little bit more to make people care that little bit more. But I think now I've set up a position where the next, you know, I always had about 38 when I'd be thinking about retiring, but who knows with how the career goes. But I could potentially have now another 10 years in the sport from the position I'm in now. And I could end up turning a flyweight career into one of the most covered, reported and followed careers for a long time for a British fighter because a lot of the big fighters we get, they're usually my age when they start getting big. No matter what the weight is, they only start sort of getting there late 20s, early 30s. I'm probably the biggest name in the division at, well, I was 27, I'm 28 now, and I'm at a division where it's probably someone's going to have to do a lot of work to overtake me. Someone's going to have to do some serious, impressive performances. And I don't even know, but I don't know where they are. Because take away a win against me, right now, bam, probably not going to be there for a while. But take away a win against me or him, maybe like a Martinez, like that Dalla Kane, the other world champion just got beat. No one's raving over the kid that beat him, really. Do you know what I mean? As flyweights, there's like one or two names. I, you probably won't remember this, but from the first time I spoke to you was on a podcast when I'd done a podcast yeah. with my mates. The amount you've was matured. Ball, ball and yeah, yeah, brawl boxing, you do remember. But Lockdown. since yeah, yeah. Since you then you've matured so much. What was your biggest takeaway after that defeat against Bam? What did you take away from that to say like this is a learning curve for me? Um I don't I don't know, really. Every time I lost as an amateur, I always came back with a slight different, more motivation, slight bit more of a chip on my shoulder. Um, maybe I got a bit used to being a champ, and I, I can't lie, even though I don't like the feeling, it's kind of been refreshing being in the gym again as the challenger. Like, I don't mean this disrespectfully, being like everyone else, you know, trying to go for the world title. It's been quite nice, actually. Um, not as maybe depressing as I thought it was going to be. It's more of like a little buzz, if anything. Um, about learning, I don't really know. I'll be real. I had to get into a fight because I couldn't see him. And everyone always goes, ah, excuses, but it's my reality. Um, had to get in a fight, try my best. Had to fight a fight that probably stylistically match up. Didn't really favour me, but I kind of had to do it anyway. Um, I couldn't control his range, etc. But... I wouldn't say I learned anything. Um, I enjoyed it. I genuinely enjoyed it. And I could see that in your ring walk. When you were ring walking, you were just lapping up that moment. 
rapping. Like I've never seen you that chilled. Did you feel it at that time? Yeah, that ring walk's one of my best, 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 best memories for boxing. I'll be real. It was just getting to the venue, big night of boxing, camera straight on, big posters, walking around, having a little lap of the venue, and like American fans running across, jumping over things, getting pictures, security trying to like, oh no, go, go backstage, go backstage. Like just generally enjoyed it. Cause that's what boxing's about. Like, actually taking in the moment. I'm not scared of fighting. I'll fight Bam again, regardless of how that first fight went. He could have asked me around. Like, I wouldn't be scared to get back in. That's that's the difference between me and other people. Like, you can see, I can watch back the fight, yeah. And there's times when he's hitting me with shots, and I'm smiling. And I'm like, I come. <laughs> All he did is come and hit me again. You know what I mean? But like, it's a it's a natural instinct reaction. Um, where's his camera? I just seen him. I didn't lose it. Um, but yeah, I'm generally not scared of fighting. Like. And you can see me in there. I'll take a shot and I'll smile and I'll fight back. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to say it when it makes sense. But what happened on the 16th of December when Bam beat me, the whole fight and all of that, I'd probably play that over and again and again and again and again and again and again. For every part of it. Like even the getting put down, fight getting stopped, I'm not the champion no more. Like, every part of it, because it's a level of emotion that, that I doubt very many people really get to experience in their life. Um, and it's an emotion that even with having 20 fights and being in 20 arenas and being a world champion for the last four or five fights, whatever it was, like, I, I hadn't had that feeling before. Like, it was a good feeling and, and like I said to Eddie after the only thing I care about is getting here again and again and again and again win, lose, draw I want to win I'm a competitive I hate losing I do but I won't not take an opportunity there's a song my, my son showed me get, get out, uh, believe it or not um, and the, the, one of the lyrics says I like high chances that I might lose that's one of the lyrics I like high chances that I might lose and that's what I like. That's why I'm always doubling down on myself. I like being an underdog. I like it. I like people thinking I shouldn't even be taking something or doing something. And that's what I'll continue to do. Um, Two quick fire ones because I know you're pushed for time. In terms of what next, what's next for you, Sonny? I know you've probably not sat down and spoke about it yet, but what's the names out there that you want next? The thing is, there's so many getting mentioned to me and I feel like the reason is because there isn't fights at flyweight like... Like there is against me. There's not events at flyweight like there is against me. Um, you know, we've been talking about going to light flyweight, which I can do. Before a Campos fight, an hour before the weigh-in, I was 49.8 kilos, which is a whole kilo within flyweight. So I was half a pound or something away from light fly, or a pound away from light fly, sorry. And I was still quite comfortable at that. So light flyweight for one or two fights might be the option. We've got Curiel and Nonchinga. Um fighting each other for the IBF so maybe jump down a challenge for that that should be a light flyweight then look to come back up and challenge whoever's at flyweight probably the IBF if I come up as a champion so maybe become a three times two weight world champion by the end of the year um, through conversations that looks possible but at the same time I'm high rated WBC maybe a final eliminator WBC silver type move to get me in for mandatory for Martinez which I'd love 
to get that title back in. Um, there's also Karaji, uh, Taraji, sorry, um, Taraji at, in Japan. Um, if I drop down to like flyweight, win the IBF, unification for three belts against Taraji, I would 100% take that fight. I would love it in Japan on New Year's as well. So timing could work that if we push towards that. Um, Galau is another fight. Um, a friend of mine, like I get on with Galau, but we both know that our careers will meet each other probably multiple times, and it will be a proper good fight as well. Um, I think people now aren't so surprised that expected an exciting fight for me, especially like a fight when it's back and forward with Galau. It's that. Um, it's never me being able to stand off in a box that gets me caught with him. I beat him by one step out and landing constantly, and I think that's a great fight, a great fight for Britain as well. I'd like that one in Britain really, but really, really badly. I wouldn't want it anywhere else. Um, world champion, Olympic gold medalist. In my opinion, he got favoured uh, by GB setup. Obviously, Roman Crack and I trained. I like all of these people as well, but just my reality, um, I beat him. He got sent to five tournaments before I got sent to one. Even though I beat him in the ABAZ before, then he got sent to the to the first qualifier because I was injured. I just got a better win than he'd got, and then I was injured, so I pulled out. And then he qualified, so I have my own like. I should have went to the Olympic, and I would have got a gold like that. in my head. Obviously, I don't sit there and be bitter about it. I'm glad and and I'm I'm happy that he's going to achieve and show him what a great fighter he is. Um, and I hope he keeps on until we we fight. Because I I genuinely respect him a lot. He's genuinely a nice guy, but flyweight again we're two of the only names that each other can really think about fighting and have a big event think about it so yeah we'll probably end up fighting each other two three times maybe um and i think that'll be great fights but there's loads they mentioned david jimenez like i just said uh a few others are maybe creeping out the woodwork now um but anyone and everyone because like i said to eddie whoever you want me to fight should be whoever the fans want me to fight and whoever you and the fans want me to fight, it should be who I want to fight, and it is who I want to fight. So I let them really put forward down the plan. Um, this is my last fight in contract, but I don't think it'll be my last fight. I think we'll uh, carry on working with each other now. I may be wrong. They might not be as interested as I am as working with them, but I feel like they've dealt with me very well. Um, they've delivered... And what I asked for, which was a unification fight. Um, if it was up to Eddie, I wouldn't even fought Campos, I would have fought Bam then. Um, so yeah, I've, I've got no real complaints and now it's about letting the world's best promoter do, do his job. I feel like I don't want to throw no shade at no one, but I'm kind of throwing shade at everyone. Yeah? I've looked at that first four months of schedule yeah, and I think, you know what I mean, we've got to do better. Some good fights, some good nights, but from what we finished with last year, I think we've got to do better. And it's up to fighters like me and all the rest of the fighters to make sure that we're taking fights that people genuinely care about and aren't just fights that pay you in your contract. You know what I mean? Which happens all too often. Oh, why is he fighting him? He's not very good. Yeah, that's because the fighter wanted an easy opponent as possible. That's the reason. Nothing to do with the promoter wanting, oh, yeah, let me put on a fucking shit fight. You know what I mean, though? So, like I said to them, if they want to work with me, they can work with me, deal with me properly, you know, and I'll, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a law person, I am, believe it or not, of my free promoters, um, but I'm, I'm a law person, so, as long as everything makes sense, then, yeah, but I like the zone.
I'll be real. I, I really like the platform they've got behind me and my my commentary and punditry side and my like. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, that'll be an interesting conversations to have. But right now, where we're looking at it is we've got one fight left in contract, and there seems to be options everywhere. I could stay at uh, uh, flyweight, push for a WBC, push for an IBF, maybe walk straight back into um, one of those world titles. Um, rank two of the ring, drop down to light flyweight. There's a fight, and then maybe even a unification fight. Stay down there for like the rest of the year, um, and go. You know, win of Curio Notchinga, then into Taraji, um, which I think would be good. Then even maybe go for undisputed after that, or come back up and go what I was originally. But there's still fights against like the likes of Roman Gonzalez. They're still like my priority, and it's not like people always think, oh, it's, oh money. No, no. The reason why the best fights you get paid the most is because they're the hardest fights they're the biggest fights you're fighting the biggest fighter do you know what I mean so I would still love a chance at challenging um, Roman Gonzalez and hopefully he's just a little bit slower than Ben well Sonny I said five minutes but we're 20 apologies for taking so much time but really appreciate it mate and I hope to catch up for you again this week yeah no worries I'll send my invoice (laughs) Sports Social Podcast Network